Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. I need a snack. We're going to throw you a little curveball today and uh, make our road tripping segment, actually our snow day segment today. Russell, why not with the kind of weather we've had? And I mentioned this in our first hour. There's another round of snow coming Sunday, Monday that Matt was telling us this morning uh, on Utah's Morning News that uh, we could get one to two feet more snow. And we've already had, we've already had four feet that's uh, landed in our mountains here in the north since Thanksgiving. So there's a lot to be thankful for up there, right? Yes, there are. Yes, there is. And boo-hoo yeah, yeah. Boo on the complainers. <laughs> yeah, that's Too bad right. we got to drive through a little bit of this, uh, but it, it comes out good up there. Yeah, it's the timing of these storms uh, over the last few weeks that have just wreaked havoc yeah. on, on morning drive, and I understand that part of it is no fun, but... It's hard uh, to not like all the precipitation that's coming our way in the form of snow. So the road tripping guys are back with us today. Bob Grove, if we we can catch him between coughs, I think, we'll have a good time here (laughs) for the next few minutes. How you feeling? Well, I feel okay. I just have this lingering cough that just, you know, it just won't go away. So, yeah, keep your finger on the mute button. Yeah, well, there's been a lot of people who have shared that, and I, I think it's that flu that's going around you don't feel so bad, but uh, the cough just lingers and lingers, and so hopefully that uh, will pass for you sometime soon. Mark Wade is also with us. Uh, that may be the reason why he moved uh, to central Utah to get away from you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Among other reasons. The less people you're around, right? Yeah. The less people you're around, the better yeah. off. Yeah. Uh, Mark, good to have you. Good to be here with you guys. The reason we decided to shift this over to our snow day segment today is because we wanted to focus on a resort that doesn't get a lot of attention. And I include us on this list, but honestly, and Bob, you can attest to this, uh, Eagle Point Resort has changed so many times that it was hard for a while to get a bullseye on who we could contact to talk about it. And it was closed for a while, but man, I think they've made some good strides recently, haven't they? They've made some amazing strides. You know, the the owner, um, Shane, has just done a remarkable job. He's been, uh, you know, kind of a pioneer in some of his uh, ways of promoting and marketing resort that I think have just been brilliant. And they've seen the results of that. But, you know, you remember going way back. I mean, back as old timers remember it as being Mount Holly. Yeah. Mount Holly. And then it became Elk Meadows and now Eagle Point. And it's better than ever. Mark, uh, we always assume everybody knows where we're talking about, but maybe we'll start with that. Well, you know, if you just get on the freeway from the Wasatch Front, let's say you start in Provo, 
Beaver, Utah is about two hours south, straight down I-15. And then it's just 30 minutes up the mountain to get to Eagle Point. So not too bad if you want to get to a place that's got some, it's got five lifts on the mountain and they have uh, lift ticket prices that are less than half of what you pay in a lot of places up along the Wasatch. And that is key. The other thing is, you know, we talk about uh, 10,000 feet being um, up at uh, Hidden Peak here at Snowbird being a, a, a nice uh, elevation, they go from 9,100 feet at the base to 10,600 feet at the summit, 650 lift-serve skiable acres, 1,500 uh, feet of vertical, five lifts, as you said, and a terrain park that I'm sure is a lot of fun for, you know, not my age anymore, but for the uh, younger generation to get up there. That's true. You know, and they've got some of the, let's say, some of the nice, nicest and easiest runs you could ever ski on and they've got some of the more challenging runs in the state as well and so you've got a great mix at eagle point resort there, just east of beaver and the tusher mountains and and for people looking for a place that maybe is not as crowded and we could talk a little bit about what their season is going to be they're opening up today and they are open today and tomorrow and then they will be open again they're they're shut down for the weekdays until the next weekend. Then they're open up through the holidays every day. And then they, they run a unique schedule in January and February where they're open from Friday to Monday. And that's that's probably what Bob was talking about with Shane, the, uh, the new owner. One of the creative things he's done to make that a, a going concern and make it operational and profitable, they're open from Friday to Monday, uh, most of the time from January, February. And then they'll go on through into March and even April if the weather's good, if the snow is good. So, Bob, what he's trying to do is avoid the pitfalls that previous owners have uh, been faced with and being realistic about, you know, what his operating costs are. I think it's smart. Yeah, it really is smart because they don't have a large population density at the base of the mountain like you have Salt Lake City to the resorts up there in the Wasatch. So, you know, drying midweek skiers is really a challenge. You know, Las Vegas the, the I-15 corridor south into Las Vegas, southern Utah, Las Vegas into southern California is their primary draw. And that's mostly a weekend business. Also, what they guarantee, because there's no tracks on the snow uh, through the week, is that you get fresh tracks every week on the weekend. And that's Ooh. one thing they, they have promoted I aggressively and yeah. done very well with. I hadn't thought about that. Mm-hmm. They have lodging there, Mark? They do. You know, they've got lodging on the mountain. It says on their website that starting at about $149 a night, you can stay right on the mountain at, at 9,000 feet. And then you also, Beaver, just down the mountain, has some great hotels down there that you can stay in. A lot of people from the regional area come in and stay right there in Beaver. And if you're staying in Beaver, uh, you've got a little bit more food available to you. And, and Bob and I's favorite breakfast in the whole wide world is El Bambi, right, Bob? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, you've shared that with us a couple of times here, maybe more than that. Does the shuttle run from Beaver? I see a mention of a shuttle here. They will have the shuttle running. I don't know if it runs from Beaver, but they have some shuttles on the mountain itself, I believe. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, I... Yeah, I actually think that, you know, I'll have to double check, so don't you know hold me to this. But uh, Lane Tucker with uh, Tucker High Adventure tours i think ran a shuttle before i'll have to check with him we'll be sure and let you know with an update but i yeah. think he i think he does from beaver up to the mountain well that's a perfect segue to uh, talking about other winter sports in the tusher mountains here in utah and that is tucker high adventures yes our our good friend lane tucker we've known i met lane originally when he was the marketing director at eagle point 
a few years ago, and then he and his family started this business right at the base of the mountain, right at the mouth of Highway 153, which is the road that goes up to Eagle Point. And no one knows that mountain better than Lane does. He is he has uh, explored every possible nook and cranny of the Tusher Mountains. And so he offers a really wonderful service with adventure, both summer and winter. And during the winter months, he does a lot of the backcountry stuff, you know, backcountry uh, Nordic skiing and uh, do you know what split boarding is? I do. Yeah, so that's becoming more and more popular. That's kind of become a, a growing trend, especially for backcountry skiing, where split boarding is like a snowboard split in two. So you can walk in them, ski in them, uh, but you put them together and, and you can board with these. And that's really popular in the backcountry. You know, they're, they're going into this backcountry area up near these uh, treeline uh, bald peaks and just some wonderful, pristine areas that is just phenomenal. That, that the Tushers have some of the best backcountry skiing in the state. Then he offers all the rentals, cross-country ski rentals. He also does uh, uh, snowmobiling tours. And I went up with Adam Eagle a year or two ago. We went snowmobiling up to the Big John Flat. And I got to tell you, that was a phenomenal day. The snow was deep and tracked into these open meadows and through the trees. And it was just a, a a wonderful day of snowmobiling in the backcountry. It sounds like a lot of fun. And the snowshoe rental is something else. Uh, and snowshoe tours, that's not something you find everywhere. Yeah, Lane has spent a lot of time tracking out these places, the best places to take folks who are either experienced or just uh, never-evers to get out on the snow there in some areas that are just, you know, breathtaking. Are both of these things uh, information they can find on you guys' website, Mark? Yes, if they go to roadtrippingwithbobandmark.com, they'll find that information. And I just wanted to tag this with, uh, I think Eagle Point now is is allowing guests to also get into the backcountry from off the top of their lifts. And remember, the Tushers go up over 12,000 feet. It's one of the, the few mountains in the state of Utah that are actually higher than 12,000. So there's some great backcountry right at the very top, too, that, that can be accessed. You know what that, Eagle Point. You know what that website is for them by chance? EaglePointResort.com. EaglePointResort.com. We'll uh, have all this on our blog as well. Yeah, yeah, good. These links. All right, so we'll just make it easy. Road tripping with Bob and Mark.com. As always, guys, thank you both. You bet. You have a great week. Thank you. We'll take another break. We'll come back and wrap up the program. Roger Egga joins me next. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. In our remaining moments for another week of the program, just uh, some outdoor news and notes here. And I meant to mention this when we were uh, talking with Navi about uh, fish bites this morning. Good news for anglers who fish Strawberry Reservoir. The Divisional Wildlife Resources letting us know this week that a new parking area has been constructed there at the Chicken Creek East area just off Highway 40. A large parking area made possible by many partners. The access road and parking area will be plowed, and parking is free of charge in the winter. 
this parking area close to the reservoir, making it for a, a short walk to the ice for those that are so inclined to get out there and do some ice fishing. Portable restrooms also on site, which makes it nice. The new boat ramp in this area is tentatively scheduled to be completed and open to the public next summer. They do, however, remind us uh, again, and this is something uh, Navi and I talked about, that the ice may not be suitable for ice fishing at Strawberry Reservoir just yet. So make sure you uh, check the ice thickness and use caution. It would always be a good idea. We recommend going by the marina store and having a chat with Paul and all the great people, the rest of the family that work up there uh, before you head out on the ice. We want to make sure that you're uh, good and safe. A couple of other community notes uh, related to the outdoors. One is that next Saturday, the 17th, there is uh, an event happening at the Lee K Shooting Center going on for about four hours, um, and it says if you're a new gun owner or someone who wants to purchase a handgun in the future, you can join them for the National Shooting Sports Foundation uh, First Shots Basic Handgun Clinic and uh, become more proficient and comfortable handling your firearms. It's an opportunity to learn from some experts that will be there in a classroom setting and then spend a little time on the outdoor shooting range to practice your skills. Happening next Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4.30 p.m., Lee K Shooting Center, in uh, Salt Lake City, and there was one more to make a note of well in advance, back to the subject of ice fishing here, coming up on the 13th of uh, January, so it's about a month away here, Ice Fishing Basics uh, will be taught at a seminar in northeastern Utah, and it'll happen at uh, Sportsman's Warehouse, or or I guess this is in, in cooperation with Sportsman's Warehouse for this event. You can learn about the basics of ice fishing, how to prepare for the upcoming season, and about winter tournaments that are going to be held in the area like the ones we talked about already this morning. This seminar is great. It's a free opportunity for beginning ice anglers and will take place from 6 to 7 p.m. It is at uh, Sportsman's Warehouse there in Vernal. So if you're in the Vernal area, uh, make a point to uh, check that out. You've got plenty of advance notice to put it on the calendar. That's going to do it for another week. Uh, we'll turn it over to uh, the Greenhouse Show with Tan and Maria. Just a programming note that we have BYU Cougar basketball tonight. We'll have pregame for you at 7, the tip-off coming at 8 o'clock, and, of course, starting at noon today. Always look forward to Cougar Sports Saturday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks so much for tagging along this week. We'll have another edition of KSL Outdoors Radio coming up next week, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. right here on KSL. And I'll be back with you Monday morning starting at 5 with Amanda Dixon and Utah's Morning News. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.